0: Welcome, you're listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. I'm the guy that you will hear on this podcast, but not the only guy. That's because this is a weekly radio show on WPRK, where I get to talk to people from the Orlando area who are doing something neat. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Stitcher. You can listen live every Monday starting at 7 a.m. on WPRK 91.5 FM and streaming on WPRK.org. It would also be great if you visited to a there. You can find information on past shows, upcoming shows, how to become a sponsor and me. Yes, me, but mainly the guests. Central Florida is home to what seems like an unlimited supply of talented and remarkable people that I get to talk to a few of them every week in person on the radio. Well, let's just say I'm pretty lucky. Uh, right now was the name of that song. I am Nick. Every week I have a very special because I'm very lucky to do this. I do a show from 7 to 9 a.m. It's called To a Certain Degree. And every week, I'm very lucky to have a very special guest. This week is no exception. Elliot Hillis is here. Elliot, good morning. Good morning, I'm just sir. kidding. You can call. You can talk whenever you want.
1: I never, because you're looking at me, so I don't know. That's, a, that's well, the start of a conversation. You you're the on.
0: audience surrogate. Okay. So really, sometimes I'm talking to the audience, but I'm looking at you. Sometimes I'll be talking to you, and I'll be looking at my computer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll be dozing off.
1: Just nod out a
0: little bit. Yeah, I'm just not from narcolepsy, just from a lack of sleep. Um, and or whatever, so, you know. And trying Already. to get a nap in because uh, it's New Year's Eve. Thank you for coming in on New Year's Eve. You're very welcome. Elliot Hillis of Orlando Meats. Is yes, that accurate? That is accurate. You've got some other stuff going on. We'll learn all about it. Oh, yeah. And uh, Orlando Meats, of course, is a fantastic place to go and get food. Yep, food. Uh, to hang out. Uh. I guess. To get ingredients for things. For sure. And other accoutrement. Yes. Because I like to say stuff that sounds almost smart.
1: It is smart. Great. That's the the best description of any accessory to your main dish, accoutrement is like legit.
0: Oh, sweet. I'm doing well so far. And you're doing well too. You're doing you're being a great guest by complimenting me.
1: Yeah. I think you gotta give, you gotta get. Oh, I have to (laughs) no no no, not (laughs) yet. Just wait till I do something that's halfway decent and then we'll go. (laughs)
0: Okay, so halfway decent is the bar we're looking yeah, for?
1: Yeah, low bar. It's early. We'll get it done.
0: Perfect. Uh, so let's get to know you. I don't know you at all. No. So let's get to know you. We have shook hands on a,
1: a couple of occasions.
0: I've met you at the restaurant, mm-hmm. and I met you this morning. Mm. Grandma party, too. Oh, grandma party. That's right. Yeah, yeah you came by, by there. Uh, so three times a mm-hmm. lady. Yeah. So let's play a game. Yes. I'm going to get to know you a little bit better. In it. You're going to, uh, instead of saying yes or no, up or down, it's kind of a 20 questions thing. I want to get your opinion on some of these things, and we might dig into them depending on. If you have like a super <laughs> visceral reaction, uh, then I want to know a little bit more. No, this is, it's pretty general. Okay. Like, we're not going to get into who you have beef with. This isn't the place to. My to enemies work that list
1: at. and all kind of.
0: Yeah, no, I noticed you brought that. Machiavellian it is, plans. It is long. That is a it's long real. enemies
1: list. Yeah, well. And they don't know it. It's just like my personal, Yeah. you know.
0: What I like about that, too, is it's very, um, so Canadian tradition for after you die Mm -mm. is, among other things, to be cremated and have the ashes thrown in the face of your enemies. Really? So you always have to have an up-to-date list. Yeah. Because you don't know when you're going to die. So I appreciate, as a Canadian... I appreciate that you have your list with you.
1: Yeah, because
0: if you did die around me, I would have to give you a traditional Canadian funeral.
1: That'd be awesome. That's just that's Happy funeral. how we do that.
0: It's very polite. Yeah. Uh, except for the throwing of your ashes in your enemies' faces.
1: Did you uh that that law, I just found out about this. The the law that says that Canadians cannot be held liable uh, for an action even if they say sorry. Because like, it's such a natural reaction for Canadians. Like, So if you uh, like are in a car accident and you say sorry, the act of you saying sorry does not... Does not implicate you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's real. That's oh, a I did that. Yeah.
0: Good, good. I, so just, yeah, I, I shouldn't be implicated in anything either, um, but I'm not going to admit to it on the air. Uh, so the game <laughs> we're going to play today is Sunny or Share. All right. Sunny if you're for something, mm-hmm. Share if you're against it. And not Sunny, I realize that there's a band... And famous people name Sunny and Share.
1: Mm, so, not Sunny, related.
0: like Sunny, it's a sunny day out, it's a nice day. Sharing is not caring. Let's face it, there's nothing worse than sharing something. And I'm thinking about specifically Herpes. Or, Orlando Meats <laughs> and some of the food there. I don't wanna share that. I want it all for myself.
1: We always wanted to build stuff as being shareable, but no one's ever treated it like that. No. Why? Why? Because you like uh, cooks always eat like tribes people. Just yep. put it all in the middle and D- then there's no such thing grabbing. as cooties. Everybody has the same icky parts. So just like whatever, just snack. Yeah. And um, I've always watched and nobody really does that. And it kind of makes me sad, but whatever. It's fine. I think I, I think
0: it's a testament to how good the food is.
1: Thank you. Yeah. We so, try very, very hard. <laughs> I think
0: if you want to make the food slightly less good, mm. maybe people, that's actually a good experiment.
1: No i okay, not doing great. that
0: one. Sunny or share. Sunny, if you're for something. Got it. Share if you're against it. I'm in. Okay. Tomorrow, New Year's mm. resolutions. Sunny or share?
1: Share. That is stupid. <laughs> that stuff is along the same lines as when you go over to uh, like a, a young woman's house or like a, uh, well, up to like, you know, 40s or whatever. And they have the, the stuff on the walls that's like, live, love, laugh. And like, it's wine thirty, and that that manner of like platitude and shallow behavior is the yeah. resolution. Same thing, where it's like you have no physical or mental ability of your own, so you just like co opted all this nonsense. Like, well, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to quit smoking, I'm going to quit drinking so much, which they never do. And uh, New Year, but New Year's is my it's deadline like the for New One marker it. for that. And if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna do something, just do it. Just pull. It doesn't matter when. Yeah, just go. So personal goals and stuff like that are fine. should be constant. Okay. You should, oh, Kaizen, you should always be trying to be better every day instead of like picking this one time. All right, this is the line in the sand where I'm going to do better. Right.
0: But up until tonight at midnight, what I like about it is that it gives me sort of carte blanche to do whatever I want, right? Because
1: tomorrow I'll be a better person. But isn't that always, it's always going to be tomorrow. You know what I mean? The, the song will come out kind of thing yeah like there's no time like the present to be a better person (laughs) you're being tested constantly
0: all right i like it yeah it's sage
1: advice i try for so early in the morning
0: (laughs) uh amazon go how do you feel about
1: that anything jeff bezos has done so far i cannot fault share or sunny 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 yeah i mean i'm down for the drones i can get a charger in like 20 minutes a phone charger so are you Mm -hmm. familiar with amazon go what that is Uh, Which one is that one? That's their convenience store concept. I haven't tried it yet, but whatever he's into, I'm into.
0: So they haven't opened one here yet, but the idea is that you walk in, you turn your app on, Mm. and you just walk out with the stuff you want. There's no cashier. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's all cameras. Automats. And and yeah. No, yeah. yeah, I'm in.
1: Yeah. Make him the richest. It's him and Musk. Let's do that. Let them run stuff. We're good here. Like free market (laughs) capitalism. I'm in. Let's do this. All right. Uh, Musk
0: and Bezos, both big listeners, so we'll be happy to hear that. Love them. Good, good. How do you feel about live action movies, Sonny or Cher? Do you mean like so the Disney ones specifically because they're making? The Jungle
1: Book one was really
0: good. They're remaking all of their movies as live action. So Lion King's about to come out, uh, Dumbo, Aladdin, as long all as, of those.
1: As long as we stay out of the Uncanny Valley. Oh no, they are. Oh yeah, with yeah, the so, animal ones, it's going to be a little bit harder. Uh, yeah. So sunny as long as they're able to stay out of it, which is nice, you know. Um, but so you want animals that can emote. No, the, you want to the, look in
0: an animal's you know uncanny,
1: eye. You know what the uncanny valley yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So like, uh, as long as it's not creepy like that, like a uh, Polar Express. That was terrifying. Polar Express
0: was the uh, was the perfect example. Was the biggest example of that. There was. Um, Moms or Mars Needs Moms was also a failure, partly because the animation was so creepy. Yeah.
1: Terrifying. Yeah. Unsettling. And
0: it's so funny when somebody talks about, um, I think it was uh, Alex Rodriguez, the baseball player. Mm. Somebody said looking him in the eyes was like Uncanny Valley. He's like, the, <laughs> he's the athlete embodiment of that. I thought that was. A I great try to stay statement. on
1: the cartoonish side of it. Yeah. Like inhuman, but, but uh, in, a, in a good way. But yeah, so
0: for example, in Aladdin, I think that, yeah, no, I don't think it is, uh, Will Smith is going to play the genie and it's going to be live action. So there's no cartoon element to it whatsoever.
1: Really? Yeah. I mean, I th- that's going to be a toss up. I think he can pull off the, uh, he's far enough away from Robin Williams, like to be nonsense to, chatter yeah. to be able to look, okay, this is a new thing. I mean, I liked Hancock, so whatever. That's Will Smith movie. is all right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good uh, – Hancock was the, the – The drunk superhero one.
0: Yeah. Which was which a really good concept. If you were a superhero, wouldn't you be drunk all the time?
1: I don't drink, but and I would,
0: do. Wouldn't you be something all the time? Yeah. On okay. drugs, for Great. sure. Perfect. Uh, speaking of drugs, coffee. Sunny or sure?
1: Dude, super sunny. Come on.
0: So as a chef, as somebody works in the, uh, uh, the culinary industry mm-hmm. – do you, are you like a, I, it has to be brewed this specific way or you're like any coffee, any So it's contextual.
1: Yeah. Um, like at my house, I drink trash, Bustello Pilon, Lavaza, whatever, just because it's medicine that early in the morning, get up at 3.34. I don't something. care. Yeah. I've got a huge collection of coffee maker things, but, um, and some that I've like kit broken. So like I have a Mr. Coffee that brews at like 98 degrees, like really super slow. Um, but, uh, yeah. So at my house, trash coffee is fine outside. Um, good coffee. Like I'm actually, I'm trying to, to get an appointment real quick to get a lineage tattoo today. Oh yeah.
0: Cause you're a fan of the lineage coffee. The biggest fan. Oh, I, I would imagine because yeah. how many tattoo recipients do they have? I don't know. So you might be maybe number the one. first. That's That'd great. Be
1: I've been talking about it for a long time. So pull the oh, trigger. Okay.
0: Let's talk about Florida. Are you from here yeah, originally?
1: Yeah. Okay. Winter Park, born and raised. The beach. So Sunny in Your Share. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You like, uh, so you like swimming, you like going. Like, what do you like to do there?
1: All of it. So, normally I'm a huge snob when it comes to food. Okay. <laughs> but in the context of the beach, uh, I will eat at any trash restaurant. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Like frozen crab legs. The sun, the salt, and everything like that. Like, so, the
0: combination of
1: things yeah, that like whole, JB's fish camp is terrible yeah. in context of like the food scene. But in the moment, you know, you're out just and about. Yeah, you're and, starving from running around yeah. and swimming all day. There's that stuffed alligator. There's the, the Cuban refugee boat. You're there. It's gross. Fine. Everyone's drunk. Good. <laughs> it's fine. Very
0: nice. All right. How do you feel about driverless cars?
1: Sunny. Yeah,
0: Yeah. you would jump in one? Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, So there's no concerns, AI or anything You got to die somehow, man. Okay, so you're going, I get it, you're getting into the driverless car to die specifically.
1: No, but okay, so like uh, when I used to run the Bison Sanford, uh, I tried to take the train. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's a long ride. It's like two hours, whatever. But in that time frame, I was able to read, I was able to do menu stuff. I didn't have to worry about driving or looking outside the, the window or doing anything, lost in my own head, listened to music. And I got an incredible amount of work done. And that simple additional uh, productivity was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we could harness that, I mean, we'd be so much better. We don't have, we don't have public transportation in Florida, really. Yeah, That's true. So, so as a way to get there, because we all love our cars and we all want to keep them.
0: I mean, I, I mean, I guess a step so. that in that direction.
1: Yeah, I I think if you combine driverless cars with ride sharing, so you'd be part of like a tribe that owns a car or Mm. whatever it is, a collective, and then, you know, I'm going to take it here, I'm going to be here at this hour, like work at a decent schedule or a group of cars, and you could be productive or sleep, whatever, super productive or super unproductive. I mean, Some would argue that sleeping is
0: fairly productive. Yeah,
1: but I mean, imagine being able to like, you you get done with your little date or whatever, and you're able to make out like teenagers in the car while it's on its way home.
0: Just more efficient
1: yeah. making out. Or what any... If, no, 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 no. no. I think,
0: look, we got to find that that one selling tool because people are concerned about it, right? And they have some valid concerns. You might have uh, some... The AI might try to take over. The AI might make a mistake. You know, that sort of thing.
1: I think uh, I think Skynet's a long way off. So... Don't worry about that. You got to die somehow. So don't worry about that. Just just go. Just live it. It's fine. Just go. Yeah. That's, that's Don't think. I like that one too. Which I have tattooed on my feet.
0: On your feet? Like one on your toes?
1: Across you know, your toes? No, it says don't on, one, on the top of one foot and then think on the other one. Facing outward actually.
0: Oh, see, that's, then you're looking down and it says think don't.
1: Oh, it just says it upside down. Yeah. You need it facing you. No. Is that a reminder for you? No, it's a reminder for everybody else. For everybody
0: else. So you're running around in
1: flip-flops. No. No flip-flops. So you're barefooting it? Yeah. I mean, as much as possible. Uh The beach, man. Bringing it back. back. Callback. Callback
0: already. It's so early. Thank you for that callback. Cursive. The writing style, not the band.
1: No.
0: Did you have to learn it in school? Yeah. I'm old enough for that. Yeah.
1: Um, I have terrible doctor, child, serial killer handwriting. Every letter is a different font size. Um,
0: I also noticed that when you write notes, you also cut stuff, cut uh, the letters out of magazines. So I yeah. like that as the ransom note sort of style. I do love that. That's yeah. a
1: good, good look. <laughs> it's very time consuming, but I feel like the craft is important. Um, so did you feel like that was important and would you,
0: you know, want people to continue learning it? Cause they keep taking it. So it's, it's gone back and forth within school.
1: Sometimes they take it away in some districts and some States and in some they're bringing it back. I mean, I don't think cursive is, with the advent and inclusion of certain technology, I don't think cursive is <clears throat> important anymore, um, other than a curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I uh, I was trained that way, so it's an aesthetic that I enjoy, but I, if I have kids, I'm not going to be like, you need to learn cursive because that's the way I, that's how it happened to me, you know? But um it's just one of those things that uh, it might fall by the way, so I don't, I don't really care.
0: Do you have any of those things for your future potential kids that you're thinking like, okay, it's sort of a hazing ritual that you're going to do to them or something along those lines, like they have to do these things? Not order, have to. And not jokingly. Like, mm. like are you know, they have to get a job. They have to pay for their own car, mm. you know, those sorts of things.
1: No, um, so I have this, I don't know if you call it a fantasy, mm-hmm. but... Um, it's more if I have a daughter than if I have a son, but I really romantically love the idea if I have a daughter of training her in the kitchen the same way that it happened to me and making her a monster, a horrific, like, really super... I feel like we don't have enough really, really mean female chefs. Okay. and They're great. There's not enough of them around.
0: You would know better than I. Super so. strong
1: women are amazing. Sure. Right? You know, and so it's like I want more of those and I could probably build one pretty good. <laughs> um, You know, and uh that's- well, until you have a daughter, why don't we look at like a summer camp?
0: Yeah, just be like a boot camp sort of situation. Just train a bunch of women to be vicious. Yeah. Awesome. cooks. Yeah. I think there would be a market for that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So let's put that on the list of uh, bad business ideas for the future. Idea. I look, it's bad. Like Michael Jackson bad. Yeah. Okay. I, I had to oh, brand right. it. Good business ideas was taken. Mm. Bad business ideas, surprisingly, was not. Bad boy business ideas. Oh. Uh, too far? I think that's too far. Also, uh, bad boy. He did he. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And they're also making another bad boys movie. <laughs> that, all right. <laughs> Tiny houses, Sonny or Cher?
1: Um, for me, share For, for you. everyone else, Sonny is fine. My okay. brother's building one. And why? so why for you is it a no-go? Uh, I'm a very nostalgic person, and okay. I have collections of a million different little intellectual and emotional curiosities around, um, and so I need space for that. A lot of taxidermied stuff, like from the description, just from what you just said. No, I'm thinking like, uh, of like little uh, organs and vials and stuff like that. No, like spoons, knives, okay. books, um, little trinkets from trips and travels and um, that stuff, uh, like a huge T-shirt collection, mostly restaurants, some bands. Um, those kind of things, like, they they need space. My brother has a very Spartan lifestyle. Yeah, I think he has, like, two pairs of pants, a few, sh- few shirts, a couple pairs of shoes, and him and his common-law wife or whatever you want to call her, um, they're super happy with nothing. Like, they just sort of exist in the ether and i guess that works for them but i i like stuff you like stuff and so the tiny house yeah would not work unless. how many you books somehow. could you fit in a 300 foot 300 square foot space Well, unless
0: you could uh fashion the tiny house out of books like if you could fashion the tiny house out of all these uh things that you've collected over the years
1: but then i think it defeats the purpose of having the stuff if you can't it's structural integrity that becomes an issue I like the idea of just going up to a wall and then opening it up and it's a book and you can kind of stand there and read for a while. Yeah, facing it. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, You know, insulation and also reading enjoyment. That and I like the idea of having like a a concrete location.
0: Yes. Yeah. So typically the tiny houses are on
1: wheels, but Yeah, I'm not I don't want to live the gypsy thing. You know?
0: If the authorities come looking, you might uh, change your mind on that. Speaking of gypsies, uh, riding scooters on the sidewalk. So I don't know if you've seen this. You spoke about rideshare earlier. Mm. Uh, The rideshare
1: but applied to electric scooters. So the the bike thing has already become an issue for us. Mm -hmm. The Lime, is that what the ones are called? Lime's are the new ones that just came in. I don't know if it's all one or there's two actual companies, but I know those are like the electric assist bikes. Some some, uh, partiers as they'll they'll leave their bikes like in this just park them on the sidewalk on perpendicular you know to the sidewalk so it takes up the whole thing mm-hmm. and they'll just leave it there. And I actually saw a guy uh he was trying to ride his ride share bike, encountered a parked rideshare bike in the middle of the sidewalk.
0: He And they fought with each no, other. No, he like was just dogs? sitting there.
1: He threw it the the parked one. He threw it into the bushes and then um Tried to to kind of like mess with it. He got attacked by a spider web. It's a whole thing, and I just uh, maybe just be more kind about it and do better. I think that if we're so parking if we're mindful, is an issue. Well, just be not being a horrible person. Just got don't it. be don't be a terrible person. Should everything works out fine. Okay, deal in good faith. I'll look into it. Be okay. All right. So, what about riding the
0: scooters around? So you have an issue with the parking, but it's, these electric issue with scooters
1: people. The scooters are are not
0: good or bad. Oh, Sunny. okay. How about that? All right. That's what I'm trying <laughs> to get to. So if I
1: ask you people, it sounds like you would say share. Trash people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all humans are just garbage. <laughs> good
0: to know. Well, let's leave it on some food then. All right. Cobbler, the dessert, not the person who fixes your shoes. Nor
1: the drink. Uh, I don't know that there's there's a drink. Cobbler is a style of drink. Oh, okay. It's a family of drinks. Mm. It's good. No, uh, dessert. Yeah. Sunny or share? Sunny. Yeah. Yeah, But again, just like people, can be good or bad. Well, yes. The so, execution, the devil's in the details. Do you have a favorite type? Of cobbler? Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of peaches. Blueberry cobbler is always good. You make a lot of donuts? Yes, many, many donuts. You have made
0: and you will continue to make a lot of <laughs> donuts. Is that your preferred dessert or is that just
1: one you're, you feel good about making? Um, it was one of those things that it was that we could execute reliably and consistently um and didn't take much thought uh, even though we've been tweaking the the recipe for a million years um it's always good and um it was something we could change the the um, the the icing on mm-hmm. every day and kind of do whatever we wanted but still have a, a consistent base to it um but uh for me um as far as desserts I like to make like uh, cream pies, custards, torts. I like a good creamy situation. So, stuffed donuts, my favorite. Cream filled donut. Oh, okay. Um, Pretty
0: good. To well, eat. I am starving now. Yeah, it's good, right? Yeah, I appreciate that. Let's take a break. <laughs> and we'll come back and learn more about you, uh, about your stylings, both musically and culinary. Ooh. And uh, yeah, anything else you want to add? We'll talk about it as well. All right. I mean, it's New Year's Eve. So you can do whatever you As we all know, anything goes on New Year's Eve. Like Leap Day Williams? Exactly. So let's play a song, uh, The Syndicate on WPRK. No, I'm sorry. That's the marketing agency. Dead, <laughs> Dead Freddy. I'm trying to read something at the same time as Talk to You. And it's not working because I just want to keep talking to you. I don't want to read things right now.
1: Stare deeply into each other's eyes. Yeah.
0: I, the glasses help. Yeah. Because that way it's not too intense. So we're both wearing glasses. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if one of us were to take our glasses off, it would be all over. Dead Freddy from their self-titled album. This is a little ditty called Double Handle. Because we can do that. Sounds vaguely sexual.
2: Okay, great.
0: On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to A Certain Degree.
2: If you need a little pick-me-up, a little more pep in your step... Go to your podcast provider and subscribe to your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. The Bob in the show is Bob Cajas, an improv host and teacher at Sat Comedy Lab and a motivational speaker and organizational coach. The Nick in the show is the same Nick as this show, so you already know someone there. Your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick comes out every weekday, five times a week, and every episode is less than 10 minutes, perfect for your ride to work or from work or near work now back to the show
0: dead freddy on wprk winter park florida from their brand new album dead freddy that was double handle double handle
1: i can't say i know the word for handle yeah me
0: neither good morning my name is nick i know very little french even though i'm from montreal so that's <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm admitting to this thing. I, it's the new year. I think I'm like just purge it to things. all. Yeah, get rid of these things that uh, have been
1: weighing down on me for the last forty five and a half years. Really? Uh, Being well, from Canada, I feel like that's a special card that you get. You can do whatever you want. Oh, he's yeah. from Canada. That's just something they do up there. I
0: do play that card quite often when people are talking about politics, and I want to say something uh foolish or i want to just go what are you guys
1: even thinking
0: i don't understand i'm from canada yeah but i've lived here for 45 years so you're just
1: born there and they shipped you out exactly they were like we're done with you that's a good card to have gotten so easily yeah i play the jewish card a lot do you that's great
0: how's that work out for you awesome yeah
1: because i can you know what i mean you go back and forth
0: yeah 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 that's pretty good So this is ethnicity talk on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. (laughs) It's about to get rough, I feel like. Uh Uh-oh. I'm going to change topics. Elliot Hillis is here. Elliot Hillis from Orlando Mm meets. So let's talk about, well, let me ask you this. Okay. And this is something I'm always curious about because I think for people who wear a lot of hats, who do a lot of different things, who have a lot of interests, Mm -hmm. um, when somebody asks you, what do you do? What is the typical answer
1: for you to them? Cook. I mean that's that most generally. Yeah. Uh, I just cook a lot. Uh so I mean, uh if you I never set out to be a butcher. Okay. It was something that just was foisted upon me. After I was at Orlando Meats, I was I was the uh head coach. Kitchen manager or whatever at Orlando Meats. So I think it was
0: culinary director is what I've read in a couple of places.
1: I wanted to be called curator originally, um, but Edgar wasn't okay with that for some reason. (laughs) Um, And then uh, when we lost our butcher, we basically cleared house and and emptied out the whole butcher side staff. And um, I took it over um, and I became the butcher there head butcher, whatever, and so more generally I'm the culinary director. So my work husband and I, Seth, uh, sort of split tasks across the kitchen and butcher shop, which have now become one fluid piece. Um, But also uh, it's when you just say cooking that embodies everything. So from the fabrication of meat and the production of pasta and bread, cheese, all the fermentation that we do Um, to say that I'm a butcher isn't fair to say that I'm um, a chef. A chef is... that term is so horribly abused. I'm not yeah. a fan of it terribly. Like, it's, it's fine if you just don't know my name and you want to say, hey, chef, that's whatever. It's okay. But, like, I really hate the sound of, like, Chef Elliot. It's, ugh, it's like broken about, glass. What if we just combine the words and call you Shelly? I mean, that sounds like Shel Silverstein it kind does of thing. So I'm okay bit. with that. Yeah. yeah. Or Shelly Long. I don't know who that is. Uh, cheers. who was before your time. Oh,
0: not quite old enough. <laughs> Okay, so well, so that answers it. So, Cook um, and Orlando Meats. Let's just talk about that real quick. Uh, did you help open it?
1: Yeah. So um, it opened in July, and Seth and I signed on um, right after that to open the kitchen. So it was originally just the butcher shop preparing to open the kitchen, and we left the bison. Uh, in order to to open the kitchen side, this of Orlando is the smiling, smiling bison. bison? Okay, because yeah. they used to
0: have the two locations. Right. You were down here at the one over by Baldwin mm-hmm. Park, mm-hmm. Um, and also working at Sanford.
1: We we when Orlando or the uh, when the Sanford or Orlando location closed, Seth and I moved up to the Sanford location, and um, we were actually uh, we still love the bison, but uh, it had run its course, and we wanted to. Uh, sort of do our own concept and and be more open to different cuisines Mm -hmm. and so we were actually looking to open a restaurant of our own and uh, through a couple different friends we met Edgar and he was super excited with our use of uh, off cuts and um, you know trash stuff Um, and so we had a a nice conversation and he let us take the kitchen
0: so that conversation and your philosophy on, uh, I I guess, you know, using as much of the animal as possible. Is that sort of your, as much as everything as possible. So,
1: um, the collective that I started salt forge, which is my Instagram handle now. Mm -hmm. And my general identity, uh, was started only to, um, take what our produce farmers were having to throw away or what wasn't selling. We originally took it, um, and we would ferment it for them and then and, and package it and give it back. We would take a small portion of it and give them the rest so they could sell it at farmers markets or just so it wouldn't go to waste. They're less trash, less um, loss. And so they could sell it or they could eat it or whatever. And we would take some for ourselves. And it was a good excuse to be able to experiment for free. Uh, right. Because all of a sudden you have all this
0: produce. Yeah. And you can try out different things.
1: Yeah. And if it fails, nobody cares because it was yeah. already trash. Um, Luckily, we've had very little of that. Um, Since opening Orlando Meats, it's sort of absorbed Salt Forge, and so now it's all one kind of nebulous concept, and with opening Cat House Labs, um, that's the charcuterie arm of it. And again, it's the same thing, so it's it's all experimentation. It's all sort of uh, (laughs) off the books. It's a clandestine uh, behavior, and... um, so we're able to do what we want and not have to answer to anybody. It seems like that kind of
0: experimentation and approach to stuff mm.
1: is obviously a lot newer in in restaurants than I think it's, has been it's just been past. brought to light, okay, yeah, we've always been doing it it's just it wasn't always cool to talk about because you didn't want people don't want the trash parts it's that, and people. So it happens sometimes. I don't want to speak disparagingly of anybody's opinion, um, but you'll see it still now uh, when people hear that I'm a butcher or people that hear that I cook, they'll say something to the effect of like it's it's always like bro guys that'll be like, yeah, man, I just really love like tenderloins and ribeyes. Yeah, of course, everybody does. Like that's like the, that's the most vain cut of meat that you can possibly get. It's the most expensive thing. Sure. That is. It it just it lacks content. Just okay. So you like the best thing? Well, you like Rolexes and Benzes too. Like okay, awesome. You like Bugattis? (laughs) Like it. It takes a it takes a loving craft to to take uh, an off cut of meat and and you know gently roast it and and induce flavor and develop texture. Um, Any any idiot hack line cook can sear a tenderloin or sear a fillet on both sides and serve it to you with some asparagus but it takes it takes intent and love and romance to say i'm going to braise um you know a whole ham for 3 days or i'm gonna, it's going to i'm going to watch it in the circulator and uh i'm going to do some vaguely illegal stuff to it until i coax what i want you know um uh, not sexual it's like uh like coaxing my art through the entire muscle structure yeah which The temperature has to be so low that uh, it's not technically legal sometimes. Yeah, not from a health perspective. Yeah. So we don't do that in the restaurant. But uh, if you want to try it at home, it is really cool. Where does
0: that passion for it? Because you can hear it in your voice. You can, you know, you're talking about romancing a pig. Um, (laughs) As we all do sometimes. Michael Douglas. We all, we love that movie. And, uh, but where does that come from for you or where, like when you were thinking back to, okay, this started at this point, my love of
1: doing this. One of my earliest memories in my life, uh, is getting food poisoning from oysters. And I don't know why it stuck with me, but I still love oysters. (laughs) Like it didn't sour me on the subject. And um, I can remember cooking at like four or five years old and watching my grandmother cook. And that's how I, you know, developed it. And she was very important to my uh, development. And um, I think uh, the, the beauty of feeding people and watching her cook for the holidays and watching my family enjoy food just developed in a, in a sort of multi-pronged fashion where it was like, I like feeding people. I like the attention that I get when I feed people. I like the act of creation. I like the act of obsessive behavior. Just to be able to hobby horse something and to just drive it into the ground and then beat the dead horse. You know what I mean? Just really, really get down on it. Um, that's fun for me. And um, so then cooking was perfect. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's just taking a lot of my mental illnesses and foibles and focusing it on something productive. Um, but the, the, People say that they have a passion for something, but realistically until it starts to um, cross over into self-destructive behavior, then you, it's not really passion. Uh, you should be able to comfortably be like, I'll, I'll kill myself doing this happily. And that's passion. That's love of the game.
0: And is that cooking for you?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. As, uh, what is that? Uh, Bukowski? Find something you love and let it kill you? Yeah. That.
0: Great. Great. I'll look into that. That sounds very healthy uh, for a New Year's a New Year's Eve show. Yeah. Is uh, is what we're going
1: for. Really just drive it into the ground.
0: The idea of Orlando Meats, because it started out without the kitchen, correct? Yeah. Or was the plan always it was to was always it? to have a
1: kitchen. It's okay. Just they didn't find a staff first off.
0: Got it. And the idea is that you have this butcher shop. It is as uh, sustainable as possible. It's as local as possible. Oh, yeah and you have all these offcuts. So you mm-hmm. know that the tenderloin is going to sell. You know that the uh, filet mignon is going to sell. That's the same thing. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know that people are going to come in and not know anything about the difference between tenderloin and filet mignon, like <laughs> myself. Right. And you can actually have a conversation with them about
1: it. I will say, to um not to toot our horns or anything, but uh, we have done a fabulous job of educating uh, people about certain offcuts to the point yeah. where... Our our offcuts will now sell in the first day or so of the fabrication process, and our the ribeyes and tenderloins we won't sell out of those until the weekend. But I mean, like, so my favorite, the Denver, is gone within the first two days.
0: So no Denver of,
1: is. It's a it's a clamshell shaped structure between the scapula and rib cage. Um, all mammalia have it, but it's uh, it's particularly cool on the um, on the cow. It's like a, it's got a little bit more texture um, than uh, ribeye. It's got good intramuscular fat. Like the, everything about it is perfect for just like a really good sear and eat it. And it's, you know, they're smaller size steaks. So it's not this like giant behemoth American thing, Mm -hmm. um, which I feel like we've fallen into a weird trap. But um, yeah, it's just all around like the best off cut for me.
0: Was that, so do you chalk that up the Denver selling out almost immediate to the way that you approached the kitchen um, and the way that you interact with people on the butcher side?
1: Well, I, I think that, uh I think people like the, the whole passion thing. I think people can see our excitement because yeah. we come at it as a cook standpoint. So we, we cut the animal how we would cut it to cook it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that people have can appreciate that more easily instead of when you walk into like a grocery store and you get the standard cuts. Um, one of the things that we started playing with was like a pork brisket or, um, you know, cutting the shoulder of a, of a pig a little bit differently to mimic something that you could find in a pig or find in a cow. And so you get something that's uh, a little bit of both. If it's in a cow, you're going to have to roast it, but it, since it's in a pig and the structure is smaller, you can stake it or you can uh, treat it a little bit more, Let's say laissez faire, just really kind of freestyle it, and um, and people that are into cooking, um, that I think they really really appreciate that style. And of course, we we push what we like the most, like we're excited about it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's it's. I don't want to say it's marketing. It's really just exposing people to the things that we're excited about, things that we care about, and that that shows, and people appreciate it.
0: The restaurant side have always been uh very add when it comes to food and beer (laughs) and the reason for that is i want to try new stuff Mm. um constantly like i know i have my favorites i'll go to a place and uh, i'll have my favorites but at the the same token what if i'm missing out on something so part of it i guess is fomo Mm. uh to an extent to a certain degree Ah. i owe myself a quarter and the, what I like about your menu is that it's constantly changed. You have the maybe five things that are relatively so constant now on there. So now it's three. Three So things. it was
1: originally um, just the burger, and then we couldn't get rid of the shake hands, which, whatever. Um, it's a good sandwich. So yep. the shake hands can't get rid of it now, and then now Edgar pushed for us to always have a chicken sandwich on. Um, so it's called Poultry Geist, but... The the accoutrement and the set will change, but it's always a fried chicken sandwich.
0: Okay, very nice. But mm-hmm. with the other things changing out all the time, part of that was what you had access to, mm-hmm. right? Like your if this is fresh and this is not, then we're not going to have that on the menu anymore for now.
1: Yeah, and, and we only wanted to make um we only wanted to make a certain number of portions, essentially, until we were bored. So I don't want to so make. So you have ADD as well. Uh, I don't know if it's ADD. I think it's just a constant exploration of what yeah. I wanted to eat. You know, Seth and I used to uh, hang out after work and, and play with ideas and, and we just have a, a notepad. And sometimes we'd start with a funny word or sometimes we'd start with just like a protein or a vegetable. And we'd sort of free associate until we'd come up with something like the, uh, the brunch dog with the cornflakes on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. That started from a conversation I had with uh, one of my friends in Ybor City. I was down there for my birthday. You know, corn dogs are great. Why don't we do corn dogs? So we did corn dogs, and then it was what if we put something crunchy on the outside of corn dogs? And it was, well, if you're doing it for breakfast, obviously it's got to have cereal on the outside. And so the, we, you can actually look through our Instagram and see the evolution of this dish uh, through like three or four iterations within a week. And um, yeah, so just constantly tooling and futzing around and trying to figure out the best thing to eat. And then another element of that was also the, these offcuts. Yeah, so, um, just you know, what's available.
0: And yeah, and what you had from, from the butcher shop that was still around, I, yeah. I would assume.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, so like uh, roasts don't sell well. So we, uh, with the use of like higher technology circulators and, um, you know, cryovac bags and, and being able to infuse flavors more and like break down proteins and collagen um, that most people can't do at their house, we're able to monetize... Um, cuts that are not as appealing even even if we were to case them you know nobody buys eye of round or you know top round really so we can take care of that and the 50 pounds or so of round meat from the leg that we get a week from the cows automatically becomes shake hands. That's the only thing that happens with it now. We can't even put it in the case because we have such a demand for this roast beef for sandwich. That one sandwich. Yeah.
0: That's amazing.
1: <laughs> it's a monster.
0: What is the big takeaway from you
1: for, for having done this for so long? I think I kind of have, um, uh, I don't know. That's not an illness. Or it's not some, it's like a tick almost. Like I've been in this, uh, building everything from scratch, doing everything the absolute hardest way possible for so long that when I go to uh, a restaurant or somebody's talking about making something, I'm like, "What? you didn't, you didn't. Conservate your own mushrooms. You didn't peel your own artichokes, bro. Like, asparagus doesn't grow in Florida. Why do you have this? And it's bad. Um, Like, it's really made me kind of a horrible person. I know (laughs) it's fine. You can, not every restaurant has to be like us. I don't want to give that impression, but that's like my knee jerk response because that's how I talk to my cooks. Like, what? Why do you think we're going to do this? We're not, I'm not buying anything. You have to make it, make it with your hands. And um, it's not the, I'm not advocating that everyone should do it. I mean, my favorite restaurant in the world definitely does not source locally and definitely does not uh source responsibly, but their food is so good. And I go there at least once a week. And uh so it's about context and stuff, but it's really, it's, it's kind of changed the way I see because I've just run in this vein so long just getting it, you know, does that answer the question? Yeah, know. it really does. But it, does it spoil it for you? Does it make
0: it like it's for if there's a new place in town and they open up and you go there and you're having that sort of experience, does that ruin the experience Only for if they make the claim that they're
1: doing it. Oh, Because gotcha. there was a rash of it um, probably a year or two ago. <clears throat> where you'd Farm see to a lot table, of, ethically yeah. sourced, all of those things. And then um, yeah. asparagus is the big one or other vegetables that really don't grow certain times of the year or even in Florida at all. Um, if you're getting greens on a salad in a restaurant in the dead of summer, that's not from Florida. Certainly not. Um, uh, unless it's like hydroponically grown or whatever. But, um, yeah. So in the summertime we don't have salads on cause none of our farmers are growing greens because they would get they would scorched by the sun. Yeah. yeah. And so making the claim that you're farm to table is kind of a vague concept because, Even the giant, horrible agro farms are, or the you know agro business is still technically a farm. Yeah, right. It is farm to table. It's just like how many miles, how much horror, how much human suffering, you know, is involved. I like that as a (laughs) you know you get on the menu, you get the calories,
0: and then you get the amount of human suffering. Yeah. Can you quantify that? I'm curious if we can. Yeah. I I think we can. Families broken. Come up with that. (laughs) People displaced. Uh, let's, let's talk offline about that. Let's play a quick song All right. and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about, uh, about cooking, Ooh. about eating. Yes. About really what's more. Uh, is there anything else besides that?
1: Love romance. I mean, that still joy. sounds like cooking and eating.
0: Fair enough. Okay. So let's listen to Dittery. This is from their new album measurements. Blind you. Blind you. <laughs> is it a question? No blind you I feel like it is a
1: question um blind you no that's not no that's no, a statement i'm going you. to blind you
0: okay i like that better now oh the way you said it though was very intense so i'm kind of scared to play the song you're going to hear it though on wprk winter park florida you're listening to a certain degree
2: today is the day you go into your podcast provider of choice and subscribe to this podcast and maybe even leave a rating or review. I know, this type of ask is the podcast equivalent of an NPR silent drive. But if you do this, Nick will thank you personally. He will bestow gifts on you. He will! Leave an honest rating or review, and he will send you a typewritten letter with a bonus of some kind. Now back to the show.
0: Dittery on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was from their new album, Blind You. No, sorry. New album is Measurements. Mm. Song is Blind You. Weights and Measures. Weights and Measurements. You do a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Elliot Hillis is here. Orlando meets. You're weighing things. Yeah. You're measuring things. Yeah.
1: Volumetrically.
0: You are, uh, you're precise. You're a precise guy no. sometimes.
1: Freestyle jazz. What? Okay, so uh, this, when, this when has comes to be to said about that. Okay, Everyone when always... it comes to cooking, I, I, for some stuff,
0: right? No, I, I can understand like throwing some stuff in, but once you have something on the menu... You know approximately what it's gonna be. there's some amount of measurement to it,
1: right, but it's it's all it's still it's still eaching jazzy like so um first off, everyone says, "Oh, baking is so precise, oh, you know, I can't get into baking because i, I just have to measure everything, nah, so like our um wait, people <laughs> say I can't get into baking because I have to measure everything, yeah, I think people enjoy like cooking more more um easily because like. Oh, I could just make this taste good and it's fine. Oh, but I, people are daunted the salt, by the idea yeah. of like, you know, oven kick or that the yeast has to proof a certain amount or there has to be a certain amount of baking powder and if it doesn't pop it's not good. Um, but once you can feel it, you can jazz that stuff up, you know. Just like let it happen. How how long before you feel it? Uh, I think it probably took me like uh six years before I could just freestyle jazz a muffin recipe and have it come out like reliably good.
0: Was it, was it in you the whole time or was it a learned?
1: I think both. Like I think you have a general aptitude for playing guitar. Your fingers are a certain way. Your mind works a certain way and you pick up the guitar and it feels right. And I think the same thing when you pick up a saute pan. And I think the same thing when you pick up, you know, a few grains of salt, like does this feel right to you? You know, in the same way that you learn a scale You know, and then this feels right. Yeah. Yeah, so that. But um, as far as like, uh, there's a lot of leeway and there's a lot of context. It's always about context, you know. So like when we're doing, like all of our fermentation processes are all, uh, what time of the year is it? What's the relative humidity in the restaurant? Because our restaurant is wet. It's very humid in there. So that calculation has to be felt by our skin, by our experiences. Like we see the condensation and we say, okay. You know, we're gonna to have to do this. Or we're gonna to have to do that. Like more salt, less salt. If it's cold, hot. Um, what the vegetable is. What how firm the vegetable is when we get it. If it's a little. If we were planning on <clears throat> using it on the menu, and it's got a little age on it and there's a certain amount of desiccation, there's a different application and a different feel than if we got it straight from the farm and it's going in in the brine that way. And it's about um, knowing what the right thing is instinctually. Because of this experience yeah it's like it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, listening to uh Charlie Parker really work down the same thing, but it but in food, and it takes a long time.
0: what do you listen to in the kitchen, or you know you can't always because you're trying to have a good experience, maybe for the <laughs> uh, customer, mm-hmm. uh, but if it's before hours or you know are you blasting
1: anything in there, so you have to take into account the other humans that are there by myself um. Between like uh, 4 and 6.30 in the morning, uh, it goes from really, really, really bubblegum pop, uh, as trashy as you can get. Like I love, I have a Britney Spears uh, playlist that I'm really, really fond of and that gets played a lot. Uh, all the way to um, a lot of grindcore and math metal. I got uh, super into a band called Buried Alive, but not the not the hardcore band Buried Alive. It's spelled B-E-R-R-I-E-D. This guy named Charles Caswell, he's a guitar virtuoso, and it's just super intense, really technical, um, like uh, uh, electronically backed, just an assault. If you ever listened to the band uh, Because I Hate Your Ears? I have not. It's that kind is kind of great like that, name. or uh, Drum Corps. Nope. It's just, it's a tech metal that's backed It's just one guy layering stuff and uh, just really pushing the limits of what human beings like to listen to. (laughs) Uh, And uh, it's just really, really aggressive, really, really fast. Time signature shifts, uh, all kind of key changes. And um, yeah, it's like the new classical music. So what does that do for you while
0: you're cooking or while you're doing the stuff? You're running through, you know, the stuff that you know, like the back of your hand Uh, is it just taking up, you know, sort of that, uh, lizard part of your brain so you can do the other stuff that you need? Or is it like you're, you're listening to the music more than you're concentrating on what you're doing and
1: you're really able to get into the music a little bit more? Well, I think it comes in waves. So like, uh, for example, like if I have Backstreet Boys or NSYNC on, you know, we're kind of dancing to it and sort of like a. You know, prepping in your home kitchen, fun time. Mm-hmm. And if I'm listening to you know the Locust and uh, Daughters and Mel Banana and that kind of stuff, usually I'm alone because everybody else hates it. And um, it's a very like focus driven. Like I have to get a million things done, and this noise sort of drives me into a, a focal point where I, yeah. everything else is gone. Everything else is is by the wayside, and, and like just. Blinders, we're doing this. Um, yeah, really aggressive. So, but that's not what you play in the restaurant. No, I think Edgar has like playlists <laughs> that have, uh, and we have music going on in the back that you can't hear in the front. Um, and headphones are a godsend. But um, <clears throat> I think Edgar has some. We have uh, ASCAP licenses that sure, sure, sure allow us to have all these playlists. I'm not a huge fan of it. We have um, bad business ideas coming
0: up during the next hour, so I feel like you're perfect for that segment because <laughs> you have ideas. Lots. And you've had some, uh, some really bad ones out there, I'm sure. Oh, Maybe. No? I mean, I, I don't know. Have you I? know what's going to be good, though. You know what's going to sell.
1: I've learned over the years. I have a lot of faith in you in that sense. I've, it's been beaten into me, for sure.
0: What are you, before we get to bad business ideas, though... Mm. What are you looking forward to or what are your plans are for 2019? Um, I, I mean, we talked about resolutions yeah, and yeah, yeah. not really doing those necessarily, but it is a new year, so you do kind of think about, okay, what do I want, want to accomplish, those sorts of things.
1: Well, I mean, it's going to sound vain or whatever, but I kind of got addicted to this whole thing, like being getting exposure. I spent a lot of my early career hiding in mm-hmm. kitchens and like not wanting to talk to people. And once I got a taste of it, I was like, oh, this attention feels really good. I want it. I want a lot of it. And so, um, probably try to get more exposure and, and talk to more people and have my, my weird face out in public. So, breaking news here Elliot's going to be taking over my show. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would actually be
0: a huge relief.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. I'll yeah, do it. You could produce it and do all the writing. You got to figure book out these all buttons. the guests and do all the buttons. The buttons. Buttons um, are toys. Yeah, I don't
1: know what I would do. I mean, I'm working on a, on a podcast yeah, and, um, you know, that kind of thing. So that's fun. And then uh, we're always looking to do bigger and better uh, with our various business ventures. So if we get an opportunity, which we're hoping for, we'll, you know, do bigger and better. Um, always looking to, to teach more, to produce more, to change things. Uh, basically just drive my body into a wall over and over again until something good comes out. That's what we're doing again this year. Same as the last one.
0: How important is it to you to educate people about what it is that you're trying to do and what it is that they can do to be not not better chefs or better mm-hmm. cooks or better uh, foodies or anything like that, but just be
1: better? I think I think our style of cooking and our our approach to food is is holistic in that same regard. So like the way <clears throat> the way we see food, is romantic in the same way that you see a romantic relationship or the the same way that you'd see uh, like a guitar or a music career. Um, we want people to feel what we feel when we wanted to eat this food and we, mm-hmm. we produce food that we want to eat and we want people to appreciate and be able to understand us. That being said, uh, we're not necessarily like everybody. So people are going to get – everyone has a different perspective. So sure. they're going to get a different takeaway and um, – you know, then than maybe we intended, but as long as they're getting something out of it, we're happy. And as long as people enjoy what we're doing, we're happy. I didn't like, for example, I didn't think that the burger was going to be this monster, this weird thing that has become award-winning uh, and yeah, popular and people talk and named, about it. And you know, the top hamburger in yeah. the area. And and we just got the top was one of the five favorite dishes of the year. I didn't even think a burger was a dish. Like I don't know if that counts. I mean, I'm happy that we got it for sure. It's like, served it's awesome. on a dish, right? It is. I mean, it's on yeah, a tray. Yeah. <laughs> but, look, I'm trying to help. <laughs> look, I, I'm all for the people liking our stuff. Yeah. It just was strange to me. I also noticed that you did not bring any burgers with you this morning to the show. They're only good for like six minutes. So once it's made, it has to be served. It has to be consumed Everything has a life, yeah. So if you want to come in, I'll give you one. But like, I I'm right, gonna carry good. around burgers. In your so, pockets, just got burgers. There you the go, pocket burger. There you go.
0: It's a good idea. We should look yeah. into
1: that. Yeah, pocket burger, pocket burger. Pat uh,
0: let's play a song, and we'll come back with some bad business ideas. Actually, I may have a solution for that. It's like a pocket pocket pocket, pocket stove right, but, but, for the pocket it's burger. don't oh. ruin it. What are we playing next? Deluxe with eight hundred seventy-five dollars.
1: That's a good amount of money. That is a fairly good amount that of money. That seems like the amount of money that you talk to your friends, like, hey, would you do this? That's like the cutoff point. Oh, you're not going any higher than that because you know they would do it at 900 or more. Usually you get somebody to do something for 1000 bucks. That's a substantial amount of money. I think but you could save
0: $125 by offering them 875
1: Yeah. In cash, it has to be in hand. Oh, yeah. That's a, in
0: my socks. Yeah. In ones, Ooh. I have 875 But you don't have feet in those socks, though. I do not have feet. Of, well they're big shoes frankenstein shoes yeah they're big frankenstein shoes or bows of the clown shoes i guess (laughs) uh deluxe on wprk winter park florida you're listening to a certain degree
2: radio host copywriter podcaster public speaker small business consultant teacher you know nick is having mad interview skills did you know he does many many other things If you want to learn more about him and what he's up to, and maybe hire him for a project, visit toacertaindegree.com. Now back to the show.
0: (laughs) Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. That was Dead Leaf Echo and an admission of uh, love for a certain movie uh, that was possibly not very good. Dead Leaf Echo from their new album, Moon Songs? Nope, Beyond Desire. I'm getting very bad at this. Temple. <laughs> Do you know how to read? I am, I am new to the reading game. Mm. I have typically read books, so reading CDs is very different for me. Because
1: of how it fits in your hand?
0: Because or- of how it fits my hand, it, I don't really understand it anymore. Mm. You know, actually, uh, Elliot Hillis, my very special guest from Orlando Meats, thank you so Hello. much for being here. If anybody's missed the show so far, we've done an hour and had some really good conversations about uh, cooking philosophy about Elliot, if you want to learn more about his take on the beach (laughs) or driverless cars, you could hear all that eventually on toacertaindegree.com, or you could subscribe on the iTunes or whatever it's called now, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, uh, to a certain degree, and hear the great conversations I have with amazing people every week like Elliot. But having said all that, I was going to ask you something, and because I was just effusing about how awesome you are, I can't remember what I was going to ask you.
1: Uh, it was before bad bad business ideas. Yeah, health context really?
0: uh, something. All it fair. We were music. talking about
1: admiration for it
0: was oh heroes. I, so here's the thing about music for me mm. now, and I feel like I was not necessarily a music snob, but I was very particular about my music.
1: I used to be in people's faces about it.
0: And I have these, you know, I'd have playlists. I'd curate playlists online and do all sorts of things. Mm. And I was realizing the other day, I was looking at some of these because they do it on a site called 8Tracks, which is great. You can upload your own music. You put it in whatever order you want. Uh, The only caveat is because they are under the same rules as any other, uh, you know, streaming service. Yeah, they don't show what's on the playlist. If you want to listen to one, it's a mystery until the songs come up. Okay, uh, but that's still—it's kind of cool because it's human curated. I don't yeah. want the algorithm telling me or giving me songs. I want people. Yeah, Spotify's algorithm together. does not work for me. No, 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 no. It's because it's well, I, I can't imagine it would work for you because you're all over the place <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, how's that for backhanded compliment? Backhanded compliment, compliment Mondays on WPRK. Um, but I can't like. This, the, the grabbing of the CDs and the ripping them and doing all that, like it's not for me anymore.
1: you grow and change and yeah. like things that used to be important no longer matter. Wow. I mean, so that's depressing. No, no. I Like, uh, you know, I sort of, I've sort of not eat meat much anymore. Yep. And yeah. Like I, I only really crave vegetables and fish and stuff and, you know, just stuff falls away and, you know, you'll come back to it. Yeah. More than likely. I mean, yeah, probably. Maybe would go or in not. cycles or waves. And I mean, when I was a kid, I used to be like a really angry atheist and like really like in people's faces about a lot of stuff and I had hard opinions and now I'm old and tired and like whatever you want to believe is fine. It's, it's really you're totally, not hurting me necessarily. Yeah, so it. I'm
0: I'm good to go. Like I feel bad for a lot of people,
1: you know, the like the, the they're so like what I used to be, like really intensely about stuff and in people's like like so much energy man i'm i really just want to like eat a snack and cuddle and like watch a movie (laughs) cartoons get a nice nap in you can believe whatever you want it's fine
0: well let me ask okay so this is a a lead into bad business ideas typically bad business ideas is going to be two ideas Mm -hmm. you have to pick one I know you don't have a lot of time and energy and money, <laughs> but you have to take whatever idea you pick and run with it. That's part of in the real life. contract for being on the show. Okay. I don't know if you read that in the fine print. I don't know of, how to read. Yeah. Okay, great. Perfect. Uh, but before we get into that, mm-hmm. this kind of touches on that topic a little bit. According to a recent survey, 52% of Americans feel becoming more politically correct is bad. I don't know that being politically correct is good or bad. Uh, well, so they think that it's it's limiting in terms of what they can say. It's down overall. So it used to be 56% the last time they did mm. the survey, and it's been going down steadily. And if you look at the different breakdowns, so younger people don't think for the most part that it's, the, it's too politically correct, that we should be more culturally sensitive and things of that nature. But I'm sure just like I do, you have that friend that is like, oh, I can't say the things that I used to say or I can't do the things that I used to do. Maybe. Yeah. I was wondering, because I had this idea for a product a while back about this time last year, it was called woke signals. And the idea is that woke signals as a sort of service monitors everything you're saying and doing all the time and tells you if you're getting close to a line, you know, if you're getting a little bit too, Oh, you may want to pull that back a little bit or Hey, shut up. Now, I didn't realize that some people don't want that, don't want that help. They want to be culturally insensitive.
1: I don't think they want to be culturally insensitive. I think they just want to, they don't care. Uh, I feel like that's such a
0: fine the line. The difference between
1: asocial and antisocial. They're not trying to push buttons. They just don't care if they push buttons and they're not trying to be bothered with it.
0: I would prefer the don't care, but I feel like some people are just trying to push buttons. What I want to do is create a hat mm. that tells me what kind of person they are in terms of the buttons that they want to push.
1: So Are you talking them, about a, a kind of
0: a star type situation? No, 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 no. We no. make
1: people wear? No, 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 no <laughs>
0: not at all. I'm not labeling people. I'm not looking to Maybe. do anything like that. What I'd like to do is create a hat. It's a smart hat. It listens to everything you say. Mm. And based on that... If you like to tell off-color jokes, if you like to say things to people that you work with that may get you into trouble with HR, uh it changes colors. That's all. Okay.
1: Yeah. What's the time frame? So, like, if you tell an off-color joke, yeah, right, and then how long until you go back to the neutral color? Oh,
0: I didn't think of that. I thought you would just stay at one color. I like that. Well, but isn't, you know, people
1: are... People do change, change and they realize that they might be. Yeah. So yeah. you have to like work it off like a karmic debt. You, you're you going to be blue for three weeks because you said this thing. About I like that. So sort priests. of a
0: mood ring kind yeah. of approach because you might go back to, uh, uh, you know, more tolerant mm-hmm. after a while. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So that was just a practice one. Okay. Elliot, may I call you Elliot? Yeah. Candy that's good and good for you. No. Right. I'm just kidding. That doesn't (laughs) exist. I have no interest in playing God. Now I do have an interest in minimizing waste. Uh, Water bottles, for example, drive Mm. me insane. So I try to bring my uh, reusable. Here I am drinking as many Perry. Well, and I'm going to take those afterwards and recycle them. Okay. Uh, Recycling is fake. uh, Of course it is. Uh, But one thing that's bothered me recently because I've had a lot of it, you know, you start in the October uh, timeframe with Halloween and Mm -hmm. then going through the holidays, candy packaging. Mm -hmm. Is there a way that we can solve this horrible, horrible, horrible problem of all this wasted candy packaging? Everything is individually
1: wrapped. Everything is getting smaller now. So you have to eat more of them. So they already, they already solved that. What's that? that? um, In Asian candies. Um, there's a lot of packaging that's. Uh, you have the exterior packaging which yep. carry multiple little snackies. Yep. But the snackies themselves are wrapped in edible rice paper.
0: I like that. Um, I like that. So let that. me show you my. Let me talk to you about my ideas first. I'm not going to show you any because I haven't, you know, fleshed it. Uh, I haven't demoed any of these or created the 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 project yet. Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, though, mm-hmm. are ones that I love. Yeah, uh, but they are the most wasteful because they usually have not only the wrapping but some sort of piece of paper inside as well, and the cardboard for and the, whole the cardboard for the yeah for the um, and especially like the Christmas tree ones and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So we're going to solve Reese's peanut butter cups. There is a peanut butter projectile in a catapult, and then it shoots it through the chocolate fountain into your, directly into your mouth.
1: All the minute Reese's, yeah all right what do you think about that i mean how much energy does it physically take to operate and maintain the machine versus how much energy and waste do you receive from the packaging let's move on to the next one then okay okay (laughs)
0: smarties small delicious they make you smarter it's been clinically proven yeah but all the little plastic packaging right Mm. smarty bath bombs bath bombs already look like candy
1: they do, yeah, for sure.
0: And so what you can do with a Smarty bath bomb, and then we have to genetically engineer or otherwise build this, is you ingest through osmosis the candy while DMSO. you're in the bath.
1: I'm sorry? DMSO is a, uh, I'm not sure if it's enzymatic, but it's a, it's a chemical that you can put uh, mixed with other products that will allow you to absorb it through your skin.
0: Wonderful. You already know this stuff.
1: I like science. Smarty bath
0: bomb. Uh, tootsie rolls are gross. Kind of, well, <laughs> they're kind of gross. Uh, but along with that, mm. they're small, right? So you get these small ones that are, uh, uh, you know, individually wrapped. So, and I know there's bigger ones. So what if we made just a huge one and then threw it out?
1: <laughs> because they are, as you mentioned, gross. And at that size, you couldn't like bite into it and through it, the The relative size to your teeth is what makes it edible because a giant nuggety size roll of Tootsie right. would be too much. But to- yeah, now that you mention it, they are possibly the worst candy.
0: No, neko wafers are the I was going to say neko wafers. Okay, blow pops. Mm. This is one of my favorites because they are very efficient because they deliver two types of candy to your mouth. Is gum a candy? Can we? It's a good question. Let's just assume that it is in this case. Got it. Because the other, otherwise we'd have to do Tootsie Pops, and we're not. No. Uh, we've established already that we're not. That's doing a no-go. That. Now, what if we added more layers? So hard candy outer coating, a layer of mint chocolate, a layer of nougat. Don't know what that is, but we'll add it. <laughs> Caramel, uh, Necco wafers for people who hate flavor, or if you just need to draw a chalk outline at right. some point. It's the Swiss Army knife. Of candy. Isn't that an Everla- everlasting
1: gobstopper? But that's
0: the same flavor throughout. You're only delivering no, one type from of the,
1: candy. From the movie, not the actual execution. But remember the everlasting gobstopper would... No, no, no. It was the, the dinner one. The... Oh, yeah. The dinner had the several yeah, flavors. Yeah. Yes. What's the name of that one?
0: Yes. Uh, I don't remember, but that's still... Uh, but same concept. Same concept. Butterfinger layer, pop mm. rock layer would be really fun malted milk for the older generation. How big is this thing you're going to put in your mouth? About bowling size. Okay. Bowling ball size. So good news. You can also use it as a bowling ball. So it's got all sorts of applications. I don't know why I nodded. Uses. You did nod. (laughs) So I feel like you're
1: in for that. Could we include a Cadbury cream egg layer? I do love Cadbury cream eggs. Uh, We could. The chocolate or the, the peanut butter and the caramel, the best ones.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So something to think about. Okay. Now, Let's move on to fast food. What's the only
1: good thing about fast food? Uh, That it get rid of the, I don't, I, I, what? um, I was about to say something really horrible. (laughs) It's designed for travel. So we were
0: talking about, yeah. Promancy Brothers
1: isn't fast food. That's designed for, that's specifically designed for fast food.
0: Well, okay. In general, fast food it's about is about to designed get really combative for travel. Well, so I like this. No, no, no. Because what, here's the thing. All right, I have these ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, just like anybody else, these are my babies. Okay, I assume they're great. Right, they are not because they're all in my head. Some of them are. Right. Some of them are terrible. So that's why you're here to help me with this.
1: Let's Hannity and Combs this thing. Yeah. Let's let's please do
0: those both of those things. Breakout the Takeout mm. is the name of the organization that I'd like to start. Okay. And really what it is is sort of a 3D printer for food. Some food doesn't travel well. Maybe I So I don't want to go and talk about fast food because, you know, fast food is essentially designed for travel. You can go through the drive through you can take it for a while, and it probably tastes just the same.
1: Just as bad as it did.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but as you mentioned earlier, you said this kind of jokingly about the hamburger at Orlando Meats, which is... One of the best in the area, if not the state, if not the country. I don't know about all that. Okay. I do. Okay. Thank I've eaten you. at several restaurants in my life. More than one. More more than one. Yeah. Let's call it that. <laughs> and the, the medium rare burger at Orlando Meats is one of the best I've ever had. Thank you. Having said that, there are some foods that don't travel well. Yeah. So break out the takeout. Uh, would be the sort of McDLT of containers that you would use to travel with food. For, I'm not sure I know what DLT McDLT, McDL, what is so this was, an, this was an 80s thing. Okay. So before you were born. I was born in the 80s. Sure you were. Uh, McDonald's decided to do a burger with lettuce, tomato, onions, and mm. they called it the McDLT, and George uh, from Seinfeld, um, something Alexander, Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander was in the commercial for it before he was relatively famous, but they had a packaging that was the worst for the environment. It was all styrofoam and it was separated. So you had the hot side in one part of the container. So instead of being like a closed, mm-hmm. like Whopper container, clamshell biz. yeah, it was open and then it had a top for it and you would open it up and then put your hamburger together. So the promise was the cool sides, the cool side stayed cool and the hot side stayed hot. Now, what I'm proposing is beyond that. It's sort of a like a 3D printer where you just put in all the ingredients mm. as the chef, as the restaurant. And then somehow this system makes it for you when you get it home. Um, so that you can get well, your when medium you just, rare burger.
1: When you just uh, upload the... The code the medium rare burger code so you could just go on like iTunes or whatever and buy the in medium the future burger code. yeah so we would have the thing from Star Trek the Next mm-hmm. Generation which was just uh, have it for you right there I don't ever want to get into 3d printed foods because that is one Kevin Bacony step away from food pills and soylent green I'm in for soil and green okay that's fine we can make food out of people but it needs to be good. It needs to taste good because I don't want to eat food pills. I don't want to eat flavorless people or bad tasting people as the case may be. But I, I really am, it, it hasn't borne out. There's like no indication other than mediocre food. There's no indication that human beings are getting less involved in the taste mm-hmm. of their food. There's a ton of mediocre food that people seem happy with, but whatever. That aside, <laughs> um, it is heartbreaking. Even the idea of the Jetsonian Food pill situation, sure. rehydrated meal. Yep. It it makes me sad to my very core. This is not that. Okay,
0: I want to have a genuine medium rare burger mm. from Orlando Meats or a Beefy King sandwich. Okay, I would love that doesn't travel. But you well. won't have the clowns, the
1: terrifying clowns
0: that they have in there. That is maybe the clowns are part of this breakout to takeout container that cooks it for you, but. Like, so the beef goes in, the bun is in there, it steams it, and it shoots it out for you. Yeah. That's the idea behind it. I just want to have it as fresh as possible, but I don't want to see the clowns at Beefy King.
1: Okay, so I, I think we can flush this. What you need. Yes. Uh, it, would be a, it would be a combination bread maker. Yep. Cold storage. Love it. Some kind of uh, cutty... Food processor thingy, thingy, thingy that's capable of multiple knife cuts. Yep. Uh, you would need a sauce production and storage. I can see this being very affordable so far. It, it everything would probably, about this so sounds. You could if you produce them on mass, you could get them the size of like the a, a price of a car. Probably it yeah, would work. Yeah. Because um, you, you think a RoboCop is worth like a thousand? <gasps> not not okay. So RoboCop is Wait, slang for RoboCop. Do you Robo-Coop, think we could have? Processor. Robocop deliver the food. I don't think that makes it any for the lifespan of the food that doesn't make it any better. It's just just a robot. It's guy, just cooler, yeah. Cyborg, yeah. yeah. And he has a gun in his leg. Correct. That's better, but it still doesn't change the lifespan of the food. Okay, let's yeah. so, let's talk about who the sponsor is and so who you, the, a, you know
0: who the face of the uh, marketing campaign is. I'm already skipping to that cuz I'm yeah. getting excited. Okay, so
1: yeah, if you could combine all of those different um Different machines into one. You could have something that's making the bread, have something that's that's slicing the vegetables and producing the sauces based mm-hmm. on um, you know your base mise en place or whatever staples you have to put into the machine. It would be horribly, uh, it would be inefficient, but right. you could make a massive. You could make a good list of coded menu items that you could produce from that. So you'd have, let's say, you you put your tomatoes in one thing, you, know, you could produce a fair number of meals. If you can make bread, if you can make rice, if you can make, if you can cut up vegetables, cook them somehow, and you can make sauces and proteins, I mean, that's, that's, you don't need to print it. You just need a machine that can do all the stuff that we do. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Okay. We're replacing
0: you with machines. Look, man. So that I can have food at home. You still need somebody to program it. Dang it. All right. We'll keep you around for a little bit longer. Fair enough. All right. Which Okay, so out of those, break out the takeout, mm-hmm. the, some sort of magic box that makes your food uh, fresher so when it travels it tastes just as good as if you were in the restaurant, mm-hmm. or uh, fixing uh, packaging waste from
1: candies. I'm in for the, the, the food thing on multiple levels. One, it would only be affordable to the very, very rich. Yep. And they're not likely to get it other than a curiosity. It would be on the same level as us buying, like, a a magic bullet to them. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to play with this. And like you get, like, three uses out of it and just sits in the drawer. Um, So it would be a fun little thing. We'd sell a fair number. We'd make our money on it. We'd put the concept out there. It'd work. um, And uh, we could say that we did a good job. Great. That's all you really want. That's all I really want. Leave candy packaging alone, man. Just figure out a better way to recycle it, I guess. You don't want the Smarties bath bomb is what I'm hearing. I mean... That it seems cool, but it, I feel like there has to be a drug element involved. Yeah, put drugs in it, and then we're fine. Yeah, okay. So, just a little uh, what is it, CPD? oil? Adult candy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think they already have that. They're called edibles.
1: Yeah. All right, well, thank
0: you so much, Elliot. Yeah, we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk some more. All right, so you're gonna be here? Yes, if, you're you're mean, if you around? let me. Yeah, no, you stay here, call Let's the play dogs. Some uh, death cab for cutie. Ooh, is it Plans? My favorite album from death Cab? no it's the new one thank oh, you for today i don't know that that's how they want to no. say it um but that's how i said it so well, yeah the emphasis good. was good
1: although they're very like low-key
0: thank you for today yeah perfect yeah okay good summer years on wprk <sighs> winter park florida you're listening to a certain degree
2: after four years on the air, Nick has interviewed nearly 200 amazing Orlando residents. It turns out there are many more that remain uninterviewed, and he'd like to change that. If you or someone you know would like to get up early on a Monday to be on the radio and chat with Nick for two hours, take your computer and point it at toascertaindegree.com. Now back to the show.
0: Death Cab for Cutie. That was summer years. I'm not good at this. From their album, thank you for today. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. <laughs> Elliot, you're like, you know, you're... you're uh, I'm so excited. I want to gunshot. double dutch in. Yeah. Just go in. All right. Well, goose morning. Wait a minute, though. Wait All till right. I introduce you. I Elliot know. Hillis is here. You've already introduced me like four times. Oh, yeah, that's time. true. Uh, from Orlando meets from Salt Forge, at Salt Forge, if you want mm-hmm. to follow him on the Instagram. Oh, plug me. Yeah.
1: I want to get like a, a whole a bunch of people that, that listen to the crazy stuff I say and do and take pictures of. That would be that's, very that's erotic what, to
0: me. That's what everybody wants in this world. I just
1: came to that realization. It's like a late-in-life realization that I want attention. It's just happened. Just now? I mean... Are we breaking news uh, on no, the like show? No, like um, I had a, some, a rough uh, personal life situation, and like it came at a time where I was just starting to get some some notoriety uh, notoriety. and like it felt, it took away so much of the emotional torment that I was like, Oh, this is like, this is like heroin, but, but not drugs. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's a a positive, uh, I did the air quotes so you can hear, uh, it's like a positive thing that you're okay with being addicted. No one cares if you're addicted to it. You know You could be a workaholic. Sure. You could be addicted to, uh, to positive things and no one cares, but it, any heroin, any drinking yourself to death, and nobody's, nobody's on board for that.
0: Uh, life is just a weird set of circumstances that seem to go against each other all the time.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: People love the rats, but they don't want to drink the rat's milk. I don't know that, it, <laughs> you know, I don't know that either one of those is true. I mean, Well, that's good. I, I said it. So that now it's true. <laughs> So, let me ask you this as you're transitioning into it mm. because you didn't you weren't looking for i guess the the validation mm-hmm. um but now it's not that you're looking for it it's that you realize it's a key component uh, of I
1: think, what you do I think that people are more geared towards social media in a way that um that maybe I hadn't considered. Like mm-hmm. I came to social media late in late in life as well. Like I I just got that. Uh I only got that when I uh started working in the Grand Canyon as a way to document what I was doing there, uh, which is I guess like four years ago now. Um and, and it kind of developed into what Salt Forge is and because um, my uh my original Instagram handle was dumb dicks and nobody thought it was you know, my mom made me change it. She can't be that on. Radio. And there was my Elliot Z Hillis, and then um, then Salt Forge just to to legitimize the company. Sure. But um, yeah, I came to it later. I don't have a Facebook account. My Cat House Labs has a Facebook. Um,
0: and what is Cat House Labs?
1: Cat House Labs is the charcuterie arm of this conglomerate that we're building. This family of uh, of sort of interconnected businesses um so salt forge is the
0: take the produce that fermentation collective yeah then
1: Mm fermented
0: see what you can do experiment a little bit but also provide a product Mm -hmm. at the end of it then is that's kind of the same idea cat house uh, labs is
1: more of a um it's turning into a more wholesale venture so like we produce charcuterie for uh bars that are doing charcuterie boards or we produce um Starting this year uh we're gonna start producing uh shrubs, koji syrups um a few things that we're in the process of inventing for use in cocktails mm. uh, a lot of I mean all my friends are in the industry except for you now and Peter and whatever but um <laughs> all the radio guys but the uh um but so looking at uh, my bartender friends they're either they're subjected to buying trash or they have to make it themselves which is time consuming and they're very busy and they drink a lot and they like their sleep so what i want to do is take over the production side and create novel uh like vegetable charcuterie that would be good muddled in a a drink Mm -hmm. say or whatever um, and be able to offer that to uh to my extended family at a reasonable price and of course plaster my name everywhere So going back to that for a second, um,
0: and do you feel like it's, it's something that you need to do personally, professionally, both, because does it offer a certain amount of credibility that you're out there and that you're represented on Instagram?
1: I think that, uh, or on social media in general as a young cook, it was always, um, and a, to steal from Game of Thrones, a cook has no name. You're always a gear in a larger thing and you're giving over your name. You're giving over your identity to a larger concept. And then a, an even larger concept in the food community and the culture that you've developed. Um, and then now it's become a situation where you need to have branding in order to, to get the exposure that you need to put the culture that you care about forward. And so if, I found that when I was talking one-on-one with people, I wasn't maybe, maybe not even getting my point across properly um, and, and, and not, definitely not exposing enough people uh, for my liking at, at one given time. You know, then going on the air at, um, or with, with Scotch and Good Conversation with Peter, uh, people still come up to me and say, oh, I, I read that book that you were talking about or mm-hmm. I heard you and you, you talked about this one thing. And it's like, I, I totally forgot that even happened. You know, it's years ago now or two, whatever. Um, It feels like a long time for me, but people are still looking back at that. And the canon of what we're developing from a cultural aspect is available to people now. And that's over and above my own vanity. That is important for the food culture, I feel like. But yes, it's vain.
0: Well, here's the thing. It has to be or else Mm. you're
1: not going to keep up with it. Yeah.
0: So you have to have that if it's just for altruistic purposes which I can't imagine social media of, of any content or any account being out there for just altruistic purposes. It, you have to have a certain amount of vanity in it for you to be
1: invested or
0: else it's just going to, it's just going to die off because
1: it's effort, right? Well, I don't know that it's necessarily vain. There's a lot of, a lot of what we do is um, about feedback. Mm-hmm. So uh, just like for, for instance on Instagram, you naturally, as a human being, are pattern seeking, and you're trying to figure out like what works and what doesn't. And I mean, putting up pictures of food does this work? We found that on the Orlando Meats Instagram, people love pictures of sandwiches that occur inside of our New England roll, like a hot dog. For some reason, hot dogs get a lot more play than you know a a, a, what is it, a horizontal style sandwich, and and pasta, you know, is is sort of a Nobody knows. Sometimes it'll get, like, 200 likes, and sometimes it'll get 100 likes. And there's just so many variables, and you're trying to figure out... Like, uh, I used to never take pictures of myself, but throw one up every once in a while. But the thing is, they always correspond to very important situations, like when we, when we won awards or when, uh, you know, I get Somebody to meet cool people. Somebody comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I'm not sure if the play is because the increased uh, interaction is because of the, the content or because it's pictures of human faces and maybe that means something to people. That
0: catches people's
1: attention a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. So the thing that I know that doesn't work, and I don't know why I keep doing it, but like uh, when I posted about being on here, the picture that you posted never does well. Like the, the text thing never mm-hmm. does well, ever. And so I don't know how I got on this. I kind of lost the thread. But um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's oh, feedback. So like yeah. we're always trying to get yeah, the maximum so amount a, of
0: feedback. I, I'm curious, like if a sandwich doesn't seem to do well
1: on Instagram, that's not going to change your mind on whether a serve or offer. No, I know sandwich, the sandwich right? is good. It's it's that maybe the way we're presenting it, because we do some food that is hideous, but it's delicious. Like it's not it's a sandwich. It's not supposed to be a composed plate or whatever. Just eat the sandwich. All this all the good stuff's on the inside. You know, looks bad, tastes good. But um
0: I think that, that does kind of go against the, yeah, the Instagram has an ethos it's that it it's got to be especially critty. has to be beautiful.
1: Uh I mean I will say that uh was it the glass knife their food is amazingly beautiful. Incre- like Jesus incredibly beautiful. Yeah. And um yeah, I mean it seems to be doing well, but their whole brand is beauty. You know what I mean? Like you walk oh, in, there's amazing looking hundred percent. It's and, all uh, curated and it's all Jesus, being worked on. All I can't the time. imagine how much that building cost. Yeah. It like it hurts my knees to think about.
0: Um that's where we feel cost always is in our knees. Yeah. That's my yeah. like I got a trick knee that like instead of yep. when the rain comes, it's when the money goes. It's rain, it's cost of things. Mm-hmm. And you <laughs> can also you can also detect uh, what do they call them? The ley lines where there's like natural magic. Oh yeah, the, the, the magnetic yeah. uh yeah. energy
1: shifts or whatever, yep. like the um coral castle. That's my left knee. Yeah. Um and my right knee is mainly just rain. Divining rod knee. Yep. Energy knee. Got it. Um yeah, so the the feedback, it's not so much vanity, it's that the, the feedback of you're doing the right thing comes from the likes, from the, the views. The validation. Yeah. yeah. So it's not necessarily me, because I'm not the sandwich. I'm not the, the pasta dish, although it's like a part of me. It's a part of how I work. But, I mean, at this point, I, I don't know how many dishes we've made. It's like over 400 just at Orlando Meats. Um, and, but I can't remember half I, of it. Yeah,
0: so, but having it out there mm-hmm. as sort of that, for lack of a better term, I know typically this is what it's called, that food porn, and but also <laughs> serves as a, a history lesson, right? Yeah. Uh, to an extent, because I'd be curious about what those 400 things are. They're not all on see. Instagram.
1: Some stuff only lasted for like a few hours. I, I would take a picture love of it.
0: to see that though and like almost do, you could do like a March Madness thing and see what
1: to bring back at some point. Like people could vote for stuff. We've, we kind of, we kind of touch on that here and there. We bring back stuff that we like, or that if some of our regulars will hound us enough, we'll take. We'll be like, okay, it's time. But a lot Fine, of that stuff we'll is not it. built for repetition. Yeah, it was like we had this concept. It's a moment in time. Uh, you know, I was thinking the other day that there's one that stuck in my head. It's a high pig drifter. It's like a, a rye pancake with a bunch of pork belly and kimchi and, and qp. Uh, it's super simple, more traditional than most things that we do. Um. But, like, I want to bring that back, but I don't know. It would just be for me to eat it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to eat it. So we don't have to put it on the menu. Uh, Okay, so
0: secret menu, I think, be something that you work on. Let's take it back to a time where you didn't have the Instagram, Mm. um, where you didn't have any validation, probably. I mean, the typical experience. Coming out of high school. Mm Mm-hmm. What was your plan after graduation? Did you feel there was pressure for you to go to college? Did you go to college? What was your experience like? And looking back on it, what is your sort of reflection on it?
1: Man, this is going to get dark. So um, there was some pressure to go to college, and um, I did for a couple semesters at Valencia. It did not work out. Um, Was
0: high school a good experience for you overall?
1: Yeah, I had fun. I was in band, and uh, I had a good social circle, uh, you know, I hung out, and um, I didn't get, like, bullied or anything. I was left alone, you know, had fun. Um, I thought I was going to be a rock star, and then alternately that I was going to be dead by the time I was 18. So, like, it was just whatever. Like, just have fun, nothing's, and then I didn't die. And so that was jarring, to say the least. Here you are, 18. No plans. What do you do? Rock star. I was not going to be here for at this point, so now rock star. That did not work out either, okay. I played drums for a very long time. Um, I put out a few albums with a band called Fish Pocket and um one album after that with a band called Benzo Fiends. and then um that did not work out. Nobody wanted to pay me for this for this stuff interesting interesting yeah
0: um, it's very atypical for the person going for the uh uh the rock star lifestyle.
1: It was very off uh off cut stuff like it was super masturbatory musician music and like not very well produced and it was not it wasn't sellable but i mean okay. you know you always have a dream and a glint in your eye and you want stuff to work of course um and then i uh i just sort of drifted around for a while until i got really into cooking um started in a dish pit and worked my way up and kept at it and was really, really obsessed and I progressed faster than my peers. Generally a lot of studying, a lot of trial and error, a lot of taking control. Um, so instead of, Hey, uh, you know, can I, I would just do stuff and hopefully I didn't get in trouble for it. Um, which has asked forgiveness generally worked out for me. Yeah. Um, the best example is at the bison where I just slowly sort of like a lichen, uh, just took over everything, covered everything. And, um, like I built a charcuterie and a fermentation lab in the office without permission, just started doing it, and uh, nobody stopped me so uh, just kept at it, kept encroaching and uh, it worked out really well yeah any regrets do you want to go back ever to college or you feel
0: like the reading that you do sort of the the i don't know the lifelong learning approach that you have mm-hmm. Um, especially when it comes to cooking, but beyond that, I mean, you have other stuff going on. Obviously, part of what you do is chemistry. Part of what you do is art. Part of you know, yeah. So you, it's not like you just
1: cook all day every day and read only about that. I mean, I've got uh, Voltaire on the shelf too. Um, but the, uh, I think for me, the way my brain functions is so scattered and so nebulous and sort of just out there like not like not I'm crazy but just mm-hmm. like sort of uh, just grabbing what it's just like a dirty sponge that's just rolling around whatever it picks up it picks up and it'll just incorporate that into the milieu of uh, of my life but um so I think that college for me having a curriculum wouldn't necessarily benefit me in the way that I need education to benefit me you know there's like some stuff that I learned on purpose. There's things that I've picked up uh, from watching TV, like obsessively watch Jeopardy! And there's stuff that I've learned from Jeopardy that's applied to my, you know what I mean, watching documentaries like, oh, there's like a little cool concept, and that's just mm-hmm. exploded into this entire methodologies for pasta. Have started from uh, I watched a documentary about processing of seafood and just in one. Uh, it's a pressurized chamber, and then like, okay, th- this would work for pasta as well because of the way glutamic structures work. And so we changed the way we make pasta because I I was just sitting on the couch, and I saw this thing, um, and so that's it's it's you don't know what's going to be useful, so just let it all in, and then see what comes out. And I think that having a curriculum that is more focused might be limiting into the things that I would be exposing myself to. Right.
0: You know. So you need. Like basically a daily curriculum.
1: I need an unfiltered deluge of stuff information. just hitting yeah. me and some stuff will stick.
0: Okay, great. It could be another potential bad business idea is a new type of college experience. Just a constant assault of information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Constant assault of information. That's exactly how we're <laughs> going to market it.
1: I think that's just YouTube, man.
0: Just forced <laughs> to watch YouTube 18 hours a day. That's pr- so many people I think would
1: apply for that. Yeah. Cause they probably do that. You already do it already. Yeah. You got to take out the cat videos and stuff, and you can only watch uh, like apolitical rants and Some TED talks, yeah, uh, things like that. You know how to put together something you're not even interested in, yeah. like woodworking. Building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a artisanal, um, what do you call it? Like a artisanal light bulbs and stuff. That's sure. just can't how to put those together. Yeah, I love it. Chipping a bottle. We just fixed education too. While we we're at it, yeah,
0: I like it. Thanks, man. No uh, we're at the end of the show. <gasps> Went by fast. Too soon. Right? I mean, I guess we could keep going, but I have to release you back out into the world. You have stuff to do. I'm not really. You have things that you probably want to do. I mean, yeah. Don't, okay, doesn't well, we everybody? Could just hang out. Um, what do we need to know about you, about Orlando Meets? Is there anything specific? Can I do
1: all the pluggies? Yeah. All right, so we're from the tippity, I am Elliot Hillis. Uh, it's at salt forge one word at cat house labs it's cat dot house dot labs and uh at orlando meats all on instagram um i am the culinary director of inst or not of instagram of, instagram. of orlando yep. meats uh and then the other businesses too and um we make food we have a whole animal butcher shop we uh, do random snackies. We are out and talk to us and have fun. We like to talk about food.
0: You do the pop-ups every once in a while. So we're, follow. We're you doing guys. more
1: focus there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so follow us in order to. Oh, uh, I don't even know if there's enough sand behind this yet. But uh, you know Christine from Little Giant. I don't. The Tiny little Asian girl, Chinese. Anyway, she does a pop-up called Little Giant, and I've been we've been talking about doing a. A pop-up together a collaboration oh, nice. so maybe there's some sand of that we don't have a date or anything just follow great. me on instagram just and then follow then, yeah just listen to all what, the what stuff. i
0: love about that so you've got like <clears throat> papa llama you've got mm-hmm. other people not only doing these great pop-ups out there but also collaborating with other groups and other restaurants yeah. i mean that's so much fun and what's what's interesting about that is it's like a one-time thing so you're not going to see those menu items elsewhere necessarily Hopefully.
1: To never be repeated. That right. would be the best. Yeah,
0: Right. So those type of pop-ups are really something special, something you should get out to.
1: Yeah. Okay, continue. Okay, uh, what else? Um, I, I'm not, uh, I don't have enough to plug yet. I feel like I'm already out of steam. I'm doing a podcast. Okay, basically, you have to pay attention to me on Instagram in order to find out all the stuff that's just about to happen in the new year, but I don't know all the particulars yet, and it's, it's sort of uh, just happening watch and listen to the things i'm doing enjoy the comedy and the the tragedy of it all maybe some information will be gleaned perfect all right all right thank you man thank you so much for having me on yeah so next
0: week i don't have a guest as of right now but maybe i will uh later Uh, a couple weeks from now uh jesse james who does a lot of projection mapping and he's a car guy he's a really that guy the famous guy? No, not the famous one.
1: Just a local Jesse James. A different Jesse James. Different not the Jesse famous one. Not West the famous murderer, one. And not the, the guy that was married to Sandra Bullock. Correct. Neither, Neither of one of those.
0: Especially the dead one. Yeah. Yeah. Unless somebody's channeling him, that would be kind of cool. No,
1: just have the corpse and you do the ventriloquism thing, but you're bad at it. So it's the same voice back and forth. You're just doing like a rain that. man who's on first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we can a Bernie's type of situation.
1: Yes. Yeah. You have no idea what I'm talking no, about. No, I know what Weekend okay. Burns is. But that's not the one I want to go to. I like a ventriloquism thing
0: more. I will do that. I'll look up um, ventriloquism on YouTube. Only and go slightly down better for radio. A rabbit hole. Yeah. Down that way. But uh, yeah, so tune in every week. Go to tocertaindegree.com. You can catch past shows. All of them are up there. All of them are available by subscription. I would also love some validation and some feedback. So yeah. if you have any, that would be great. Stroke the ego. All of the ego. All the ego. Okay, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> why don't we listen to a little more Death Cab? This is Gold Rush from their new album. It's called Thank You for Today. You got to say like Gold Rush. Guy, it's a Gold Rush. This is the prospector telling you <laughs> Happy New Year. Turn back, folks. They never do. And don't forget to go to Orlando Meats. <laughs> I like to eat there before I go. Uh, before I go looking for gold.
1: Yeah. But I got nothing to add. I'm done here. Okay, great.
0: Love you. Bye. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Where do you go from here? Tell your friends about how awesome this episode was. Subscribe to the show wherever you subscribe. Subscribe in multiple places with different accounts, leaving a trail of breadcrumbs for people to follow in the future. Also, check out toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. Obviously, go to Orlando Meats early and often. It's award-winning, it's delicious, it's heartwarming. I mean, they literally serve hearts there sometimes, like on Valentine's Day. Yes, February 14th, they will be hosting a special romantic dinner, and the main ingredient will be the love muscle. That doesn't sound right, but it is accurate. They have a changing menu all the time as well, not always to do with hearts. Go visit them. Thank you so much for listening. Good night and goodbye.